0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Part of the murderer's row of ball talk.
2: Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on the ride with Royce.
1: Buster Olney is uh with us. Uh we gotta get you on the Williams ostadio badwagon, sir. You gotta look at this guy's stats. He never strikes out and he never walks. He just hacks. We need more of these guys. Have you oh, seen man, his numbers? Have you seen his numbers at all? They're amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't miss him, right?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean no. he definitely is a player. You're not gonna forget when you look at him. Absolutely. You love guys like that. He does kind of remind you Uh, in stature and that particular ability of Pablo Sandoval, does he not? Yes,
1: yes he does. He's had, uh, I don't know, between the Venezuelan and Lee and everything, he's had like... 3000 at bats and he struck out 80 times or something he just swings you know it's unbelievable. One year he had uh, 10 10 walks and 13 hit by pitches <laughs> down in <laughs> down in Jacksonville but the Twins are uh, the Twins got him up and you like this I think he's been at it now since he was 16 and uh, 8 9 years and uh, it's fun to see a kid like that get a chance to come up and take some hacks.
2: Yeah, and I suspect with numbers like that, with an approach like that, he probably would be nominated for commissioner by a lot of fans. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, with that, uh, with because that, that certainly is at the forefront of a lot of the conversation going on in baseball, now that we just had our second uh, month in the history of baseball, the first being in April, where he had more strikeouts than walks. Oof. Oh, excuse me, more strikeouts than uh, than hits.
1: Hits, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Hey, uh, I was at Wrigley uh, for the first time since they redid it this weekend. It was it was a it was steaming, but b, it is a now what they got that big plaza and the whole thing. It's a college football game from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day every day it is just uh, unbelievable how uh, frantic and frenetic and happy and everything it is around there it's incredible
2: it's tremendous uh, and I am dying to stay in that hotel yes that they have I mean I and I haven't tried you know when we go there of course we' you know the, the my company, Arranges uh, rooms through for all of us in a particular hotel downtown. I would love to stay in that hotel right next to Wrigley. That would be so much fun. Um, and you're right. I mean that that whole area around there. Let's face it. It's a it's it's a mix of a ball field and Key West. Yeah, right. um, uh, you know, with the uh, with uh, you know how much excitement there is there.
1: And what's nice is over on the other side, Sheffield is still like the neighborhood too. It's uh, you got you got both of the worlds going on there. And uh, they might have a little uh, pitching problem there, though, uh, the Cubbies. They're going to have to get Carl Edwards and some of these guys back because uh, the Twins scored 20. Now, some of it was the heat and the way the ball was carrying, but the Twins put up 25 runs against them, and the Twins came in averaging about two runs a game for a month.
2: Yeah, and let's face it, when it comes to the, the Cubs, is, you know, they were among the most aggressive teams in baseball in terms of spending on starting pitching. And the two guys they signed you Darvish and Tyler Chatwood are uh, you know more of the problem than they are the solution so far uh, you know Tyler Chatwood uh, you, you know having uh, the highest walk rate in baseball and then you darvish who uh, you know six years hundred twenty six million dollars and uh, we've seen this sort of situation develop before where a guy you know signs a big contract and he goes to a new team and and I can tell you, when I was a, I've was been around the Cubs for some games, he kind of keeps to himself. And when the guy who's paid that kind of money isn't taking the ball and he's talking about aches in his arm, then you get a lot of whispering going on in the clubhouse. And I think that's what's going on with Darvish. And it maybe it's fair and maybe it's not fair, but it's there. And the Cubs have to figure out a way to get him right. Because I do think that probably among his teammates, there's some real questions being raised.
1: They're uh, they're probably still going to win that division, though, uh, don't you think? I mean, Milwaukee's pretty good, but uh, I got to think the Cubs are going to wear them down.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you, and you would assume that you know the Cubs, like other contenders, will probably be adding a relief pitcher at some point. And it just feels like you know when you look at their run differential, which is you know easily the best in the division. And you look at the overall talent, you figure that's going to manifest at some time. And look, John Lester uh, is, you know, as time goes on, he he starts entering into the conversation as a possible Hall of Famer because he is the plow horse of that staff and his consistency, even as he loses velocity on his fastball.
1: Yeah. Hey, are they, uh, did they thin themselves out quite a bit in the minor leagues as far as making a trade here? They got some young ones that they can make a if they want to get rid of, them, they could make a deal.
2: Uh, there's no doubt that, that they are thinned out, and they're not nearly in the same sort of position that they were in 2015, 2016. And you remember in 2016, you know, they traded a hot young prospect to the Yankees <laughs> for a role as Chapman, and that was Glaver Torres. And, you know, the, the Cubs felt at the time that Aroldis Chapman was going to be a finishing piece, and they did win the World Series. But, yeah, they are thinned out, and, and especially they have issues with uh, starting pitching. And they're probably not going to be in as good a competitive situation in terms of bidding on, uh, you know, bidding on, uh, on trade targets as some of the other teams, like Milwaukee in the division.
1: Yeah, Buster. They started uh, signing uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, you know the Latin American kids uh, basically today. What? How is that? When you're signing these 16 and 17 year old, is that even more? I don't want to say crapshoot, but is that even more of a crapshoot than uh, than signing 18, 19 year old uh, U.S. hockey play uh, U.S. high school players?
2: I actually think it's probably less of a crapshoot, uh, just because it feels like that those kids have, have played more. Like yeah. you have more information. Um, just and I'm just you know, parroting things I've heard from folks with teams. Uh, they feel like they get to know them, that they can be around them here. Mm-hmm. Where on the other hand, you know, you get a 16 a year old pitcher in the United States who was in travel ball, and you're not sure about the wear and tear on the arm. And there's some questions about how much, you know, how the kid will react once he goes away. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing uh, more and more investment in players uh, from other countries, because I think there are growing questions about kids here and how they're prepared.
1: Yeah, and I I would imagine uh, maybe that... uh, you know the the ten or twelve or fifteen at the top maybe are so fantastic that uh, the chances of them not making it turn are not, not real large anymore.
2: Well, let's face it; it, it also they're a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um in the end, and it, the,
1: uh, the numbers are the guys at the top aren't really, but uh, yeah,
2: right, exactly. They they have you know high high uh, dollars spent on the guys at the top, but at the bottom uh, they can buy in such volume and. Uh, take chances, you know, keep kids in leagues in the Dominican and camps and, uh, you know, development programs down in Dominican and uh, at a much cheaper rate, which is why you're seeing teams invest down there. It's kind of like businesses, other types of businesses than baseball.
1: Somebody asked Fernando Rodney a couple days ago because the soccer game was on in the clubhouse, and he said – how come uh, somebody said to him, how come the Dominican uh, doesn't have soccer? You know, how come they aren't good at soccer? He says, too much running. <laughs> 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 he said, too much running. Running all the time. We'd rather throw a ball and go catch it, he said. But where would the game be without the explosion of uh, Dominican talent? It would be incredible.
2: Boy, uh, and you're not kidding. And, and people ask all the time when we have these conversations uh, about the game and what might need to change, you know, the different rules that are coming up. Like, I, I think there are going to be some adjustments on, on shifts and rules limits regarding shifts and talking about pace of action. And we focus so much on that. And I think what we probably don't talk enough about is the great young players in the sport. And so many of them are from, uh, from Latin American countries and, you know, guys who, are young and making an impact on the game. And it, it is it really changing the sport. You're seeing teams rely more on those young guys.
1: Uh, uh, Buster, the, uh, uh, a guy I work with at Star Tribune, he goes out on this uh, minor league der- with his buddies. You know, they go out and see a few games every year. They saw the 22nd clock, and they say it works. It works in AAA. I think it works,
2: uh, and I think it's something they probably should put in place. Look, I mean you saw the proposal during the course of the winter time that uh, Major League Baseball was talking about a possible 18-second clock between pitches. And um, I know at the time, it was baseball sort of viewed it as a negotiating tool. They wanted to start with that number, and eventually all they came up with on the, the pace of play stuff last winter was the, cha- the number of the limits and the number of mound visits. Well, after the players complained, I think the commissioner really felt like, boy, I should have just gone and done what I really wanted to do and gone to more of an extreme, and I think you're going to see that next year. And I don't, you know, they still view the the pitch clock as being potentially an issue where the players are going to passive-aggressively fight against it, but there are going to be adjustments. Look, last night we had the Red Sox and the Yankees and David Price was on the mound, He's one of the slowest working pitchers in baseball, and it is a slog. And I think at one point, Matt Vasgersian, our play-by-play man, does a great job. Uh, says, you know, as I try to keep myself awake uh, mm-hmm. between, uh, you know, during David Price's, uh, uh, you know, pace right here, it really does make a difference when you get a pitcher on the mound who's that slow. On the other hand, uh, you know how much it helps when you have a guy like Luis Severino, the Yankees. It about 20 seconds between pitches. The game moves along, and that's what the commissioner's looking for.
1: We had a sprightly 53-minute inning in uh, Chicago on uh-huh. uh, on Saturday with a 107 heat index, and that's when, uh, that's when the players started to basically tip over. Uh, can the Red Sox hang with the Yankees?
2: I don't know if over the course of the long summer that they will. I think that both teams are going to make adjustments before the trade deadline. The Yankees clearly have an advantage because their farm system is better. Uh, but on Saturday, Dave Dombrowski, heads up baseball ops for the Red Sox, made it very clear that the Red Sox are going to spend what they need to spend, even though they have the highest payroll in baseball. Oof. And even though with if they spend another $3 million, they will be taxed at a rate of 62.5%. Everything over 197 million. So they may take on like 30 to 40 million dollars in tax just to try to make the team better uh, before the deadline, and that tells you a lot about what's at stake in winning the American League East, right? Because if you don't win the American League East, then that means you're probably going to have to one play a one-game wild card against the Mariners and James Paxton or maybe the Astros and Justin Verlander, and they're going to work like crazy to avoid that.
1: Are they uh, worried enough about uh, Pedroia on second base to come and get Dozier or not?
2: I, I do think they're going to go and get somebody. Look, it was a telling sign to me the other day. You know, Dustin Pedroia has had all kinds of knee problems last summer at Yankee Stadium. I uh, was standing right next to him when Rob Bradford, uh, one of the reporters that covers him, asked him about, hey, what's going on in your knee, and he kind of paused. And then he said, there's a lot going on in there. And he had this surgery, and he started to come back this spring, and then they had to shut him down. He's represented by Seth Levinson. Uh, well, guess who Seth Levinson also represents? Veteran second baseman Brandon Phillips. Oh, just okay. signed with the Red Sox the other day. And if anybody knows that there might be an upcoming opportunity with the Red Sox at second base, it would be Seth Levinson. mm mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: hey uh what's the panic level in washington?
2: uh it should be a ten at this point, not only I think because of what they're going through with their individual players, you know the injury to Steven Strasberg has had a big impact. Bryce Harper just he is struggling so much, I think emotionally this year in his free agent year, uh, but also when you look at the Phillies and the Braves, those are two good teams, and they're gathering confidence. We just saw the the Phillies last weekend, and you know, guys on that team, Reese Hoskins, were saying, Look, you know, we're better than what people think. We got a real shot here, and we've thought that way since spring training. I know the Braves are, are you know, feeling the same way, and both front offices, I think, are beginning to readjust their expectations before the trade deadline, and I think they're going to add. And look, as the day started, the National six games out. And you wonder if that run that we've expected, two uh, over five hundred,
1: Buster. They're two over five hundred,
2: and they're playing like they're they're playing like garbage when you see them play on a daily basis.
1: Uh, One last thing: How are we going to get Harper on the All Star game so he participates at home in the in the uh, home run derby?
2: Man, I hope that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's it's at this point, if some fan were to say, "I'm not picking Bryce Harper uh, for the All Star team," he couldn't argue because he is really. Struggling with his batting average barely over 200. It's clear he's putting so much pressure on himself in his free agent year. One of his best friends told me that look, Bryce uh, this year feels like he's letting everybody down because this was going to be the year where he was going to have a, a huge season, make a lot of money in free agency, and as each day goes by, the numbers just do not uh, tick
1: upward. Hey, Buster, thanks for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, sir. Thanks, Patrick. All right, the great Buster Olney. Uh, and uh, we will have uh, Jim Cott tomorrow. In all likelihood, we'll uh, have Jim Cott. And then we're all taking Wednesday off. We'll have ball games on this station, right? We're going to have a bunch of ball games. Uh, that'll be fun. All right, we'll be back.
2: And now, Joe and Pat present
0: Sports Talk's Person of the Day.
1: Vasquez will deal 1-2. Swung on and drilled to right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Second deck. Aaron Hicks has a three-homer game. Hicks hits one to the sticks. He drives <laughs> one into the second deck and right. And the Yankees take a 10-0 lead. Right, you
0: are You here by circle. <laughs>
3: All right, a
1: couple three weeks ago on my Sunday, uh, that little Sunday thing I do, uh, John Ryan Murphy was averaging a home run every twelve at bats, and Hicks was averaging one every twenty five or twenty six at bats. And I Mm -hmm. said, looking like a good trade for the Twins. Uh, Since then, Aaron Hicks has been as hot as any hitter in the big leagues. Uh, What is that? Eleven home runs, and it's it's unbelievable. Uh, He hit three last night, Aaron, including one left-handed. I always thought his big problem was going to be is he couldn't hit Uh, left-handed. Hit two right-handed off David Price, and the Yankees had five home runs. Uh, It it feels awesome, Hicks said. I blacked out after the third one. Kind of didn't know what to do, but I mean, it's exciting. Uh, And by the way, Severino became the first 13-game winner in the major leagues. But uh, Aaron Hicks... Is uh, turned out to be a better player than I ever thought he was going to be. I'll tell you that he's now up the fourteen home runs. Did you ever have really high expectations for him? I always didn't know if he could hit left-handed. He you know. Remember the the second year he was so pathetic left-handed that he wanted to hit right-handed he wanted the to full time. So they were going to have him hit right-handed, right-handed. full time. What, they, they tried that for two weeks and then said, "No, I'll go back." What to was the left-handed. spring
3: that he just completely destroyed pitching? And then they, they, then that's when
1: 2013, he made the club, you know, and that's when they traded Span and
3: Revere, right?
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. But they traded Span and Revere and they had no idea. And Gardy's reaction when they traded, when they called them up and said uh, that they traded Revere after they had traded Span, said, I don't have a center fielder. What am I going to do for a center fielder? Well, uh, Hicks then had a really good spring and he became their regular. Uh, but he hit 192 that year Oof. and was here 81 games. They finally sent him down. They sent him down, brought him back. Uh,
3: but We take uh, 192 from a center fielder right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then the next year, he was only here 186 games, hit 215. 2015, uh, 256. Was that the first time Buxton showed up, right? 2015, he yeah. played some yes. of that year.
4: That was Molly's first year.
1: 352. And at bats uh but and then his first year with the Yankees played 123 games and he batted 217 he I don't know how he got in that many games I guess he was the fourth outfielder and Gardner or somebody because yeah. oh, Ellsbury got hurt he, he, he always gets hurt yeah he's hurt now he's, he's not hurt playing. again but the last two years uh pretty dang good 52 RBIs last year and 300 at bats. That's that's,
3: that's that's ninety. I know, and a lot of Twins fans are going to look at this and say, "Wow, well, how could they do?" This? But this is the perfect situation for him. Yeah, on well, that team, he
1: hasn't had to carry the club. Right. That's for sure. But he's been uh, very good. He's a good center fielder. You know what? One of my problems with him, I didn't know if he liked baseball. He he seemed like a guy who was
3: pretty blase about it. And you know uh, what? And, and I remember, I remember the day because I'll never forget this quote when he walked into the clubhouse. Uh, and I forget how this story came to light, but he walked into the clubhouse and I forget which veteran player he looked at and asked us, but he said, who's pitching today? Yeah, And the veteran player story. went nuts. Yeah, that, that Saying, how can story. you possibly be this skill prepared? we always
1: thought, you know, he's a, he was like a plus two golf player. He was mm-hmm. under scratch mm-hmm. golfer. He was a fantastic golfer. Mm. And a lot of people thought that he'd rather play golf, but I don't know. He got to New York. He got in the pinstripes. He's been a really good player, and right now, he's a hero in New York. Of course, it's a and little he's... bit easier
4: to hit in that ballpark than. Oh it yeah, is in, it is. You know... I
1: don't know how many of those were, you know, way back, and how many weren't, but right. uh, But he's, uh, and and you know, I never blame the Twins for the trade because they needed a catcher. Yeah, they just traded. <laughs> they for just one traded that, for one that you know, wasn't very good. Let's face it. I love him to death. He's one of my favorite guys. But the only reason we made the trade was Perky. Perky gave up that three-run oppo to John Ryan Murphy. And we said, boy, look at him. That guy could hit.
3: You know what you should do now? Call him up and see if you can get Gary Sanchez since they sent him down. That's right. Let's yeah. get Gary yeah, Sanchez yeah. on this club. Maybe
1: uh, maybe Buxton for Gary Sanchez.
3: <laughs> oh, God, don't even say and that.
1: Then,
3: and then watch him turn into Willie now, Mays.
1: Two years from now. <laughs> Buck will be being compared with Willie Mays. Oh my God! But uh, I think that might be the only chance Buck has is if if we trade him. Anyway, sports person of the day, Aaron Hicks. I never thought he'd win such a prestigious award, (laughs) but when you go and hit three home runs, uh, we got to give it to him, right? We got to give it to him.
2: This is the ride with Royce. This
1: shows if you go in with minimal expectations, everything can be fine. Right, that's
4: the key. Expectations expectations. low.
0: Lower your standards (laughs) on fifteen hundred. ESPN.
1: I should have followed that advice for the train ride. I should have had minimal expectations, <laughs> thinking that perhaps it would, be, it would all work out. Uh, Sloane Stevens getting ripped universally in the tennis world. She lost in the first round today and dang 70, it in seventy-one <laughs> minutes. Oh, well, she won the U.S. Open last year. You oh, top-ranked mm-hmm. U.S. player with well, Serena th- on her comeback. Course. But she said, apparently, she said to her coach after it. Man, that was unfortunate. She played well. And they're all, they all wanted it. Chris Everett and everybody else wanted her to be upset. So.
3: <laughs> with they're mad at her for not being They're mad at her for not enough? crying like oh, the Japanese soccer oh, team geez. did after they choked against Belgium.
0: <laughs> anyway. Uh, here's Johnny Height with a sports update. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored Before by... Before his uh, traffic update. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Head into Firestone Complete Auto Care to get $60 off per axle on a standard brake service. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Coupon required. Restrictions and exclusions apply. Details at driveafirestone.com. Uh, Kyle Gibson tries to get the Twins a win this evening. They're in Milwaukee to play the Brewers. Uh, lefty Brent Suter pitches for Milwaukee. I think he'll get traded
1: Gibson? before uh, July 31st. I, I think was talking I think there'll be a market for him.
3: I was talking with our Derek Wetmore earlier today off the air, mm-hmm. and he thinks that both Lynn and Gibson, you could get you're something. Gonna, you're going to get
1: more for Gibby than you're going to yeah, get Yeah, Gibby has
3: been much better, you're right. You
1: got another year of Gibson, and uh, you, you got another year of control, and he's a he's a... He's a third or fourth starting yep. pitcher. He's been solid this year. Yep. He has, despite
4: and the they're not going to pay him. So yep.
0: you know, uh, Jorge Polanco reinstated. By the way, he is in the lineup tonight. Twins also recalling Zach Littell, the right-handed pitcher from Rochester. Why, John? <laughs> well, so they <laughs> Didn't got to watch in the him bullpen. last time. <laughs> Alberto Mejia sent back to Rochester and A-Rate Rounds and put on the 10-day disabled list to make room for all of these uh, happenings. And also, the 40-man we needed to make a spot for Polanco, uh, the, the Twins designated uh, Ryan Lamar. By the way, Mejia has big league stuff if he would just throw some
1: strikes. That he does is nibble way too much. That change-up's that, uh, that, that change fantastic. He's got the good sinker, but... He's uh, three he almost 3-2 and,
3: three and two on everybody. He almost yeah. has the same problems right now that Gibson had the start of last season. Yes. He just wants to be too perfect with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm.
1: He did. Was it Saturday? I think maybe he's undernourished.
0: He's lost a little. <laughs> Down to
3: yeah. 195. Yeah. yeah. Brian <laughs> Windhorst lacks nourishment.
0: <laughs> I did not get to see a lot of his start, but the part I did see, the twins, I think Mauer just hit his home run. Yeah. So it was 3 to nothing twins, and Mejia came out and walked the first oh, two Oh, God. Yeah. First yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. Anyway, you'd be both. Uh, your Twins up: Mauer, Rosario, Dozier, Grossman, Polanco, uh, Estudio, Estudio. Estudio, I believe. Estudio. we got to come up you with a correct. Name. I call him Swingin'
4: Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I think it was 46 uh, hits the Cubs had over the weekend. Yes, the uh,
1: 35 runs, 46 hits. Yep. Yeah. Twins had... Uh, <laughs> Twins had twenty four runs or uh, twenty five runs and thirty seven hits. I think thirty six hits.
4: Maybe, maybe, maybe the Twins. Because you know, last year when the Astros came in, they scored um, what was it, 45 forty five runs or something like in, that. And that set here. them off into yeah. winning a world title. Maybe the Twins are going to catapult the Cubs now mm-hmm. into a Could happen.
0: Deep yeah, you, run. You score that many runs in three games. You should, should win, win one, at one, right? <laughs> no. one. Yes. Yep. Like, yeah. Damn near came back yesterday. Yes. yes. <laughs> Former Twins yeah. news. The Athletics announced. Liam Hendricks has cleared waivers. I'm they sent him, sent him right down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day game today, the Tigers beat Toronto three to two. And that one, the star of the game again? Nico Goodrum. He tripled and then scored on a short sacrifice. I did see
1: squad. Nico's hitting about two twenty. His so. average has fallen a bit, yeah. What do you think, Pat? Bring Liam Hendricks
4: back?
0: What do you what do you think? Bring <laughs> him back? Don't count him out. <laughs> Links forward Maya Moore is the Western Conference player of the again! week. The second consecutive week and the nineteenth time in her career. She's good. This just proves that it's harder to win sports person of the day than it is to win Western <laughs> Conference
1: Player of the Week.
0: Nineteen times. Unbelievable. I think she's only been sports times.
1: person of the day like once.
0: The eight-year veteran averaged 27.3 points as the Lynx won all three games, extending their winning streak to seven. Uh, Moore had 32 points in the victory over Seattle, 24 against Atlanta, 26 against uh, Dallas. Uh, the Lynx play host to Indiana tomorrow. They have three games this week.
4: Two I, at I am forever astonished by the stat that Maya Moore has not gone consecutive years without winning a championship since at before high school. Oh, yeah.
1: Since before high school.
0: Really? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, she's won about five titles over in China or wherever the hell else mm-hmm. she plays. Yep, uh, four-time WNBA champion, been the MVP in 2014, first-team WNBA All-Star five times, second-team once, eight-time Western Conference Player of the Month. She also won gold medals with the U.S. at the 2012 and 2016 Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, she won two. Cha- uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. two championships, mm-hmm. right? And then, then they got upset, right, her senior year. I think right? her senior year yeah. they got beat. Yeah. The Wild will get to look at its pool of prospects, including the newest additions from the 2018 draft next week when the team hosts its development camp, July 10th through the 15th. You know what, Johnny? I'm about to say something about this. Uh Leave
1: these poor guys alone. during. Let them have (laughs) off-seasons. There should be no mini camps. There should be no developmental camps. There should be no summer leagues. You can have summer leagues, what about but none of your guys, none of that crap. <laughs> Let them have an off-season and show up. That's what spring training's about. That's what training camp's about. Leave them alone.
3: Yeah, well, but don't you run the risk then of guys uh, getting in a little trouble then? I mean, this way you can
1: keep it okay. eye on them. You know, That's American sports are for American
0: runs on trouble. What the hell <laughs> with young men? Of <laughs> yes, course, right. Uh, by the way, the two scrimmages will be free and open to the public. If you'd like to watch, the first Thursday, July twelfth, at 30 in the afternoon. The second, July fifteenth, at five p.m. Each scrimmage will have two 30 thirty-minute running time halves. Gate one will open thirty minutes prior to the start.
3: You know what we'll uh, we will discover at one of these two is the the, the 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 next great marketing gimmick the Wild will come up with. Yeah. Our ice. Oh, yeah. We is this, a, this in, in the regular
1: lake. arena or is this in the new place? Uh, at the traffic. Excel Energy Center. Okay.
3: Yep. All right. Excel well, if
1: Energy you go to it, you're complete sap. Okay, people. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's good, Johnny. Right. You got to give us that traffic update. I'll do that right now. The greatest uh, basketball player that has ever drawn a breath on the planet Earth. LeBron James decided to dispense with the drama this time. Mm-hmm. He uh, the, the worst PR hit he ever took, of course, was The Decision and that whole deal. And now he was leaving Cleveland again after providing them with a championship. This doesn't mean that some people in Cleveland won't be upset. But uh, you could tell. I, I thought it was a... This, this idea Stephen A. Smith coming out, there's seven places he might go. Maybe he'll <laughs> go to Houston to play with Chris Paul. And he was wired in emotionally to go play with the greatest franchise in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, from, I would think, playing out the whole season. Winning the title in Cleveland or not this year, I think he'd go to the Lakers. I think he wants to end his career playing with this franchise that no matter what people want to say, I know the Celtics got the 10 titles back then, and they've certainly got a lot of tradition, a lot of banners. They've retired half their numbers. The Lakers, in the first 50 years that they spent in Los Angeles after leaving Minneapolis were in the finals 25 times. Yep. 25 out of 50. They've had, they get, when they arrived, they had Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. West mm-hmm. was a rookie. Elgin was playing his third year. After that, they got Wilt. They had Kareem, who always gets forgotten in the discussion of all-time great players. He's one of the five. All-time leading scorer. Five, one of the five best of all time. They got Kobe they have you know when it, it taught me i was out there with the wild for the ducks uh series in orange county and i can't remember if it's the
4: was this oath i can't remember i guess it was all
1: 3 when they got swept in 4 okay uh but then it could have been that they were in another series with them in the second round, and I was out. Remember the uh, or the first round? maybe I think. I think it was 03. And the Lakers weren't very good. Did they have an off year in 03 or 07? That was the
4: first year after the three-peat of Shaq and Kobe, and yeah. Shaq had the toe injury, and they just, yeah. weren't, they just weren't as good. And they played and, the Wolves in the first round and, and beat the Wolves in the first round that year.
1: It could have been later. It it could have been oh seven. Shaq could have been gone. I don't know which one it was, but the Ducks. When were the Ducks defending champs? Oh six? Did they win? The have, Ducks no, won the no, cup no, in 0-7. Oh
4: okay. They they won the cup in 0-7.
1: I guess what I'm saying is that the Ducks have big expectations. Oh, it had to be the Western Conference. It had to be the Western Conference Finals against the. Because I was amazed. People driving around Orange County, and I went to a sports bar for a Lakers game that was second round, nothing game. Not a lot of big expectations for the Lakers that year, and it was Laker madness. And and half the car parking lot was full of these flags. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, I you could see thing. in a Vikings the game, the Lakers. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll change now that the Rams are there. If they get good, but the Lakers and the Dodgers certainly are huge. It is a but Laker the Laker. Town. It is a Laker town. Yeah, they got the Hispanic audience. Loves the Lakers. You know, and there is a certainly a large, cert, the Hispanic audience much more into into the Lakers than they are into baseball. They
4: they have not they have not made the the Lakers have not made the playoffs since two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and they still sell out Staples Center. Was that Kobe's last mm-hmm. year? No, Kobe. Kobe's last no, year was Kobe just two played years ago. Another year no, after that. the last time the Lakers made the playoffs was when the year they had Dwight Howard wow. and Steve Nash. But in 2013. I
1: guess what I'm saying is LeBron did it right this time. He just he knew where he was going and he went there. He didn't play the whole drama. I'm sure ESPN and the other NBA.com and everybody else are dying over this they're they wanted to play this out for another yeah. month oh, they right? were gonna
3: go wall-to-wall yeah. coverage and for the next week
1: LeBron, he's gonna visit uh there's rumors that now well he wouldn't go visit anybody but he would allow people to come and visit him yeah. and he just boom it's done and uh congratulations to LA, had the
4: meeting with magic that i think it was saturday night and boom congratulations
1: to him there's a lot of thought now that this is this makes it tougher this is really bad for the timberwolves well a the timberwolves weren't going to win the title and b they still got a shot to win the playoffs just the fact that the i mean to get to the playoffs the fact that the lakers have gotten a lot better well if they get Kawhi, san antonio's probably not a playoff team
4: anyway I, I, i laughed yesterday when a bunch of people were tweeting out well this is why the Wolves need to go over to the Eastern Conference, and then I tweeted it out I saw earlier That was pretty funny. The Wolves went 13 and 17 against the Eastern Conference last <laughs> yeah. or, uh, this past season. Well <laughs> so, wait a
3: minute, it's the plus, Spurs. The Spurs take though they they were a playoff team yes, without Kawhi last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: they were, but uh, I don't I don't know. I just think it's gone past past them. I and
4: mean, I think they probably. I think Parker's, the Spurs
1: on fumes. And I and think
4: the Spurs secretly with, especially with Kawhi wanting out, that they kind of secretly, they're not going to come right out and say it, but I think they kind of secretly want like to get down take a and step get back really and get, cool a, get a high draft you know, pick what and they'll do, kind of start over. Tweaks. Yeah, <laughs> tweaks, yeah.
1: Well, They're going to tweak. Uh, now what they can't do, unfortunately, like they pulled off the last time, is choose the one year to be rotten and get where they could get uh, Tim Duncan to go with David, David Robinson. Robinson. Uh, yeah. that, you know what? For all the Spurs, uh, mystique, and everything about them, and how they always figured out, and they certainly do get the foreign guys you never heard of and everything. But no team has ever pulled off that that exact back-to-back, having David David Robinson and then getting Tim Duncan, right? Because Robinson got hurt, figured out a good year to get hurt. But anyway, I think LeBron is not going to take much heat this time. How about you? You River? know
3: what? I was going to add to it. I think the other reason was angling it with, well, the kid's going to play basketball there. So it almost lessens that 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 vitriol that would mm-hmm. normally come to him. Oh, he's How making a family decision. Well, he's got high school.
4: He's going I to high school. Yeah, I think he's like 14 maybe. Okay. Which was a perfect marketing.
3: And it might even be true. But it's a perfect angle to add in his favor. Do we know
1: uh, which uh, which one of the Catholic schools is going to buy his services out there. Matter <laughs> Modern mat die? or which one of those? I'm, schools? Not, I'm I think, not sure. <laughs> I'm sure LeBron's probably a good Baptist, but when it comes to athletics out in L.A., <laughs> uh, find one of the Catholic there, schools.
3: There was one other angle. I forget who pointed this out. That you know, he's playing. LeBron's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, getting the Cavs to acquire. Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson's contracts
4: to free up the Cavs to, free up base, up Cavs to sign him
3: was brilliant. You yeah. know, for the Cavs to take on all that money, now the Lakers don't have to pay those contracts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, he
1: probably, he probably uh, uh, did. You know what? He knew back
3: then he was going to.
1: This is. Now, how long has he had the house? Where is the house? So he's looking? Well, he's at got water. two
4: houses, apparently. In LA? In the, in the LA area. He's looking yeah. at water
1: in one of them, I would imagine. I would, I would think yeah, so, yeah. He's yeah. looking at water.
4: Big one of, water. The other Great, one's probably really high up. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. one yeah. of them he's looking down, the other one he's looking out. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. But, uh, uh, you know, I was as, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say I was as hard to, or, or as upset with him as anybody because I didn't really care about the Cavs. But when he did the decision, I thought it was was one of the tackiest things of all time. But I'm all in on LeBron right now as being the best player who ever lived.
4: Did you guys uh, see the other thing with him and Luke Walton? Because Luke Walton is the Lakers head coach. Mm -hmm. They were drafted the same year.
3: Oh, my God. Really?
4: 2003, yeah. Really? I think Luke went like 30 picks after.
1: Wow. (laughs) And oh, by the way, I got a hot take, too. I'm not upset that the Timberwolves brought in Anthony Tolliver. You know. Oh, that's fine. a hot sports take. And like everybody else thought, they were going
3: to go out and get who? Who were they going to get? Derrick Rose. Well, that's <laughs> no, they, <not>. got <laughs> they got him. They
1: for got him. They got him. Two em. million or nothing. Yeah. By, by the way, can you million. point out
3: the nugget that you shared with yeah, me? Yeah, you know,
1: I saw this. That uh, the, the, the Derrick Rose wanted a job because it kicks in his thirteen million dollar a year Nike contract. He of has course. to be for on shoes. roster.
3: Yes, that's incredible. So
1: Derrick's playing. Just why they're playing checkers, Tech- too. <laughs> All right, we'll be back.
4: Now, on the ride
2: with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints.
1: I got to throw my daily complaint out first. Joey D was out here today doing some. Uh, the dock of play- Rock? Doing some paperwork. Joey D, on his son's 16th birthday, decided him to take him to Chicago for a Blackhawks game. They left at the 8 a.m. Amtrak play, train. It left at 10. Apparently, this is normal. They got them there at 7 when they were supposed to be there at 4.30. That's my daily complaint. Not only did Amtrak ruin my life, they ruined Joey D and they his sons. The they, got, they got to the game late and had to leave their bag someplace because when you put up a schedule, try to follow it. What's
4: your daily complaint? <laughs> uh my daily complaint is uh uh boy, I don't know how to follow that one. Mm-hmm. Um no I, I, I kind of reiterated it or I'm reiterating it uh from the last segment is the 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 wolves fans that are like now with LeBron going to the Lakers now it's oh it's just going to be so hard and I wish they moved to the east. They went 13 and 17 against the Eastern Conference last year. Yes, They lost to every Non playoff Eastern Conference team at least once, except for the New York Knicks. The
1: disadvantage, of course, is you got to win 47 instead of 32 or 38. And guess
4: what? You go over to the East, Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Indiana, they're Mm -hmm. all probably still better than you. So. That's my deal. What do complaint.
3: you get? Uh, my deal. The complaint is not coming up with this fast enough because uh, a couple people had beaten me to it on Twitter. But uh, upon the announcement of LeBron James signing with the Los Angeles Lakers, congratulations were flowing to Tyron Lue becoming the new Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. Uh, <laughs> that is, which is uh, a brilliant line. It's pretty
1: good. The Golf Show coming up. Tykin and Stansberry will be here, and uh, maybe they'll talk about this. Uh, Little dispute going on in uh, in uh, big time golf where uh, one of one of the other players, one player called out another player for taking an illegal drop, no, the, uh, yeah, publicly, Uh-oh. and uh, he raised hell and uh, he didn't get the ruling in his favor, but he's basically saying the guy cheated. So uh, maybe they'll discuss that. All righty, we'll do this again tomorrow. But now Wednesday, baby, now Wednesday, we're off Wednesday.